What's going on, boys and girls? We got a terrific episode up. Two white lights for you today. We had on the show a fan-requested interview. The one, the only, Lord Commander Gage, one of the better 74 kg lifters in the USAPL right now. Had to talk about the interview that was done on King of the Lifts, but we also get into his current prep leading up to Raw Nationals, his goals, his ideal meet, plans after Raw Nationals, his favorite lifters, lifters he admires. Really awesome discussion with him, but before we get into that, want to talk to you guys about Rivalus. Guys, girls, visit Rivalus.net. Use promo code ANGELO15 and get 15% off of your proteins, your creatine, pre-workouts, branching amino acids. Use promo code ANGELO15. You will get 15% off of any purchase. Also, visit TwoWhiteLights.com. Buy yourself some merchandise. Get yourself a t-shirt. Visit our blog. Also, Subscribe on iTunes, give a five-star rating, leave a review, like on Spotify, available on all platforms, and without further ado, here is Two White Lights. Monday, October 6th, and as promised, I got with me one of the best 74 kg lifters in USAPL right now, Lord Commander Gage, one of my favorite people in powerlifting right now via FaceTime. How the fuck are you, dude? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Not bad. I am watching football, interviewing you, and drinking whiskey. Life is amazing. Wow. Yeah. So, you were a fan-requested interview. We had a lot of people comment. They wanted to hear Lord Commander talk. By the way, what does Lord Commander mean? It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's from Game of Thrones. Uh, somebody, people were Oh, saying, shit. Lord Commander. Yeah. Lord Commander Snow. Yeah. I'm a fucking idiot. I love that show. People, people, uh, kind of threw it out there that I look like a bootleg Jon Snow. So, I just kind of rolled i go by a lot of different names it's kind of weird i i go just by my uh ad handle it's just god ja 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 or ha 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 it's just i like it because i don't really know how to say it it's just like you can say it however you want to say it yeah i when i was going to introduce you is just going to be god ja 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 I was gonna say yeah. it like that, and I yeah, your handles your handle entertains me in of itself. But Lord Commander Gage, I can't believe I didn't fucking understand that. That means, goddamn, I'm a big Game of Thrones fan. I feel like a dick. All right, yeah. so we are gonna talk about uh, your prep leading up to nationals, which is coming up. I think what are we fucking? There are th- thirteen days out. Like an hour out. Yeah, but yeah. Like when this episode airs, we're pretty much gonna be competing. Yeah. So. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about your prep, how you got into powerlifting, uh, your future plans, your goals for the meet as well. But first, we have to mention it because I've been getting DMs about it. You've been getting way too many DMs about it. There was a recent interview on King of the List where Taylor Atwood, Michael Say, and Austin Perkins, some of the best 74 kg lifters in the world, your name got bought up, and Taylor Atwood said he didn't know who you are. He kept on saying, who's Gage? So, people were qualifying that as shit talk, trash talking. I'm going to ask you, do you 
care of what was said on that interview at all. Not, not really. Like why I was like I I don't I don't know why I was getting brought up in in their interview because those are like those are the dogs you know those are the top ones so I feel like like I said I feel like I haven't done anything yet to even be in a conversation with those dudes so but I mean it is what it is it's you're gonna I mean me personally. I don't even want to say their names, though. That's the thing. Well, I'll say them for you. Like, because Taylor Atwood is the one who said he doesn't know who you are. And to me, I people were qualifying that as shit talk. Yeah. I'm not surprised that Taylor Atwood doesn't know who certain lifters are. I'm yeah. sure if you fucking ask Russ or he, he has no fucking idea who I am. And that makes sense. There's no reason for him to know who I am. If you ask a bunch of other lifters who Fortino Power is... They might not know who I am, and that's fine, but they were talking about it as in it was this thing that they're neglecting you, that they're overlooking you, and I felt like it was a fucking mountain out of a molehill. Like, nothing was going on there. It was a bit over-exaggerated what was happening, and it was like a feeble attempt to try to create trash talk in a sport that doesn't generate a whole ton of it, and in my opinion, it was really poorly done. Especially because the fucking sound quality in King of Lifts is so goddamn bad that I couldn't understand what Ricky was saying. I couldn't understand what Lawson was saying. I couldn't understand what Michael was saying. All I heard was, who's Gage? And then I heard, he's a strong kid. And then I heard feeble laughter. And then the co-host, or the host of the show was kind of talking. I didn't hear any of that. So, I... I'm a... a, a, You forgot that I'm going to fly out uh, and get 10th place. Yeah. Your, oh, yeah, I forgot that. Yeah, 10th place. He's probably going to get top 10. Yeah. Um, it uh, it didn't bother me at all. It uh, I just, I thought it was weird because, like, like you just said, how they were kind of forcing it, you know? Like, it was just so unnecessary to, like, even, like, start something like that but i'll i'll admit so like the whole story that kind of started it was um whenever uh so basically i called him out first um it was uh, the emoji thing right i uh, dude i did the same fucking thing as kind of just poking fun at the whole the whole emoji thing like why are you blocking weights with emojis so many, so many people are calling and calling him out on it and stuff. But the minute I say something, it's like, bro, it's it's the end of the world. And and here's and here and with the blocking the waves with your emoji, I don't know what the goal is. I don't know what the end game with that is. It's, it's just a funny like we like people were doing it with um, Bryce Lewis last year by putting like garbage bags over the weights, but then they put clear garbage bags over the weights. They started doing like all these like funny shit kind of make a mockery of it it's nothing to get your fucking it's nothing to get butthurt about it's it's we're putting emojis on the weight and kind of joking around it's like what is what is your goal by blocking out the weight and making us not see the weight that you're lifting in the gym yeah but so i call him i call him out on that on a story and uh man he he claps back like to like he put like maybe three stories about me after that, saying that like uh, like I he didn't know who I was and uh, 
like complaining. Apparently, I was complaining that I wasn't on King of Lists either, um, and I've never complained about not being on on the page. And uh, I was like, man, like I, I said one thing, and um, he said like a bunch of things. So I'm just like, man, I need to like I'm just gonna unfollow this dude. I'm I'm just gonna unfollow this dude. Um, uh, I'm I'm just gonna unfollow this dude because. Uh, he seems delusional. He seems like he's just trying to create drama for no reason. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, I'll admit, I'll be a man and admit that I started it and I messed up by starting it. Yeah. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Um, and uh, so, yeah, he, I unfollowed him. And I know he's seen that I unfollowed him and I thought that it would be the end of it. I thought, he sees that I don't follow him. He's like, man, this this guy doesn't fuck with me anymore. Like, maybe it'll end. It didn't end. They get on the podcast, <laughs> and he's still talking about me. So it it's just like I don't know, bro. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't really know what to say about it. I don't really got much to say about it. I wish, I wish the best of luck to those to those dudes. You know, I'm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and but I'll, I'll, I'll be a man and admit that I'm the one that started it, and I I messed up. <laughs> well, all right, but here's – all right, so I'm not even – I'm going to defend you and say you didn't mess up. You're doing something pretty innocent, right? I don't – we're just kind of poking fun at things that we see in powerlifting. This happens all the time. It's not too insulting to someone's character, right? We're not coming at them in any way. It's – why are you blocking out weights with emojis? Do you yeah. think that your competition cares that much of what you're lifting in the gym? You're trying to either draw attention to yourself or you're trying to play mind games to the opponents. Like, dude, you fucking post your openers 30 minutes before the – people are going to know your openers. People are going to know what you're lifting. It's it's not a surprise. It's like you're not that important to be putting emojis over your weights. It's, you're not going to shock anyone. It's, it's okay. But when – Again, listening to the interview, a lot of it was force, and I think with and with all the people on the podcast, I'm sure if I met Ricky in person, because he's a phenomenal lifter, and if I met him in person, I probably would like him, but the social media presence that he has irritates me just a bit, because he gets on a podcast talking quote-unquote shit to people, even though I think it's poorly done. I think a lot of it's forced, a lot of it is to bring attention to himself. And a lot of it is hypocritical, too, because he's talking like, oh, I only talk shit to people who talk shit about me first. Like, dude, a week ago, you were posting on your story of asking people, doing those AMAs, ask me anything, who do you want me to talk shit about nationals? Like, bro, bro you're, you're calling it, you're, you're bringing it upon yourself. It's okay to admit that. It's okay to be this wrestling heel persona, but don't bullshit us and tell us that it's not the case. He is just, it's, it's lame, it's forced, it's contrived. It's not that good. It's yeah. it, if it's going to be good, it's got to be genuine. It's got to be authentic. It's got to be like Drake and Meek Mill or something. Yeah, shit. It's got to be like I mean, even professional wrestling. Just do yeah. that shit. It's it's a little authentic when you do that. They're they're making it. They're like trying to make it to be like some WrestleMania freaking MMA. And it can it can be that, but it's got to be genuine. It's got to be authentic. When you have four guys on a podcast, one, really fucking hard to understand them because 
through Skype and through just different audio equipment, you're not going to understand what they're saying. And two, those guys don't have a lot of shit to talk. They really don't. It's hard to talk shit in the sport when we're just about to pick up a weight. Yeah. But at the same time, if we could run a little social experiment, I'll post on my story that we address all this stuff. I guarantee this episode will probably get more listens than the past five to ten episodes because people love to gravitate towards this negative shit in powerlifting. If someone talks shit about another lifter, they're going to DM that lifter and tell them about it. That's why Ricky comments so quick on these things. I guarantee you if I mention him in a story, he's going to boom, listen to this interview immediately, go on minute 15, try to get his name heard, or just to hear his name, and then he's probably going to message me or you. That's yeah, what happens. I, and I, man, I ain't got nothing to say to that dude. Um, and and I, it's hard for me to say anything because that motherfucker's stronger than me. <laughs> it's like he's got a better Wilkes than me. I mean, it's not a. It's we're not on some freaking never back down shit. Let's fight after the meet in the parking lot. Whoever wins gets the damn girl. It's like it ain't even that deep. <laughs> I agree. We have it's to address it. We have to address what was going on with the podcast and King of the Lifts, but do you, and let me ask you this, do you ever feel like you're overlooked in just that weight class? Um, not really, no. I, I don't, um, I don't, I don't really care, like, I, at the end of the day, I am a power lifter, but it's just a hobby of mine, bro, like, I don't even know why I got the following that I got, I, 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 I don't, you know, I just... I just like to live because it, it's a stress reliever, you know. Um, I don't really, I don't really know what what to say about it. Uh, I personally, no, I do not feel like I'm overlooked at all. I think I'm right where I need to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. Uh, yeah. But there's there, there's always a bigger fish in the sea, no matter what. So every time I. I I think I'm. I think I'm hot shit, or I do something that's pretty crazy. There's always somebody stronger. So I don't. I think the answer to that question. I think I'm right where I need to be. Um, so a lo- a lot of people do. A lot of people comment that all the time and say that that I'm like what slept on and overlooked, but. I don't. I don't think so. I think I'm right where I need to be, and I ain't. I ain't tripping. I ain't. I ain't begging for attention. I ain't in King of Lifts DMs, freaking sucking dick and saying, "Hey, please repost me." Oh my god! Like I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm just chilling. Yeah, that, that that happens a little bit too much in the sport, especially because we have the social media, and it could work both ways. It could be either be really good for your confidence, or it could blow up your confidence. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people in this sport are guilty of drinking the Kool-Aid. And at times, you have to, you gotta kind of shut the people who are even saying positive things off. Because people would say you're overlooked, you're being slept on. But it, if you really ask certain people, it's like, but I think I'm being way too hyped sometimes. Like, being, you know, the 15th best powerlifter in USAPL yet people are still kind of coming to your page. People are still hyping you up. It's like, fuck, what do I do to deserve this shit? Like, you guys just, whatever reason, are gravitating towards a certain lifter, but 
once you kind of get into the community, it's a good community, but there could be a lot of circle jerks going on. And I think that it happens a lot in people's DMs. And it takes a smart person to realize what's real and what's bullshit. And a lot of it is bullshit. If you hear enough times you're being overlooked, become a problem. Because you think yeah. you, you you earn more in the sport. It's like, no, you earn more in the sport by winning competitions. That's the only yeah. way you do it. Yeah, by actually doing shit where it matters. You know, not not, not doing it in the gym, you know, actually mm-hmm. going in the meet. Yeah. And pulling your shit on the platform, so... And and but. there and there are occasions of people being over overlooked in the sport, and I actually say Atwood technically could be overlooked because he wins IPF World Championships, but I think more people gave credit to Russ winning his weight class when Atwood technically beat him on IPF points. So yeah. people are being overlooked left and right, but you just can't let it encompass the way you behave and the way that you view the sport because if it if you keep on thinking about it and you keep on thinking you're overlooked that shit's poison yeah it's not gonna make you a better competitor yeah um i feel i i kind of i have a, a different like mentality than i think most lifters you know uh it's it's just powerlifting you know i'm i'm not i'm not gonna let you know powerlifting kind of define me as a person you know win tie i go over there i win i tie i lose i freaking bomb out whatever happens you know i'm 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 just chilling you know i'm not gonna let it like define me you know Mm -hmm. i'm I'm trying to have a family i'm trying to get a degree i'm trying to have a girlfriend one day you know it's (laughs) it is it is what it is but i think i think that's what uh what people i guess well i'm just gonna I feel so like conceited saying this, but I, I think that's what people like about me. Mm-hmm. It ju- it's just powerlifting. It's just a hobby. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, we're not getting paid for this shit. Yeah. We're just we're just lifting. So. Yeah. So, yeah. I agree with you on that. By the way, how's the how's the dating scene going? You can use this podcast as a way to sell yourself. It's nothing, bro. It's <laughs> it's like it's it's a. There's nothing, bro. Like I, uh, I really be like, like uh, it's it's weird because I've been single for quite some time now, and I've just kind of become content with the uh, with I guess like loneliness, I guess. But <laughs> so many uh, so many variables have to go right now for me to like get a girlfriend. It's just like it's like so many like things gotta click, and it's. It's just hard, like, now you've got to be, like, in the past I've dated, I mean, I've, I'm over here talking, like, I have all this, it's, I've had all this experience, but I've only had one girlfriend in my life, Yeah. I'm, I'm 21, and she, uh, I mean, we, we broke up mainly because, uh, kind of just, I got into fitness, and she wasn't into fitness, you know, just something basic like that, and now... You got you got to be into some type of fitness. <laughs> you got to be like not insecure, you know. Like whenever I say I'm down for you, like I'm down for you. You know, I'm I'm, I'm I've always taken pride in you know just being like loyal and faithful. So I'm over here talking like I have all this experience. I've had one girlfriend, but I I uh, I'm a uh, I'm just chilling, single as shit. Yeah, well, dude, you're once. 
once it happens, you're going to want to be single. Not because the single life is great. It's because sometimes being alone is fucking awesome. That's yeah. like, dude, sometimes where you just don't have to go to the movies with some other person. You can just go by yourself. It is a great feeling. I will I, say, because I do have a girlfriend, and I might get my ass kicked if she listens to this, so I'm going to shut my fucking mouth. Being, having girlfriend is much better than being single, but there are benefits of being single, and it's not being a bachelor. It's just simply being alone, but you're on Two White Lights Podcast, so something and someone is going to be your DMs. Now, I can't guarantee the gender, but someone's going to be in your DMs tomorrow. Oh, shit. Can't wait. Yeah, just sell yourself more. Like you know, I would I would wear a shirt less. Talk about your gym totals more. And fuck, I that's that's pretty much my only two good pieces of advice. Don't uh, don't wear a shirt as often, and or, or wear more crop tops. And talk about your gym total. Women love that. Might be the move. Man, I don't know what type of women they got in uh, Illinois, but it's a different scene down here. At least. Uh, well, I mean, where I be living, it's like no, no girl cares how strong I am. You know, it's just like the sad. Re- it's like what Thanos said: reality is often disappointing. It's just the freaking reality. No, no girls really caring how much I can like squat, you know, or deadlift or bench. They're just like, let me see your abs and how much money you got. Like, let me freaking, let me see freaking your truck or whatever, but. Well, here's here's the thing. You don't have to find a lot of women. You have to find one. You have to yeah. find one who cares about the total. That's it. Now, if it's yeah. one in a thousand, you got to find that one. I know yes. the odds are stacked against you, but you yeah, got to find that one because there are people who care. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's weird, it's strange. I've, I'm not even like I can. I've never really been on the whole like bachelor life. Like I've I've never really. I guess. I've never been a hoe, you know, I've, I've, I've just never, that life never appealed to me, you know, mm. I've never just bounced around bed to bed, you know, I've, I've always just, it kind of like, uh, just hopping around like that kind of just takes the meaning out of like, like when you're actually in love with somebody, we're getting all like notebooky with <laughs> No, that's what the, that's what the viewers want to hear, man, of course, because I'm, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of power, single power lifters out there who are looking for dating advice. You're probably at the wrong show if you're looking for dating advice because I, very similar to you, probably have like one girlfriend throughout my life. Um, but I got lucky where someone who does care about my total. But you're coming to Illinois, maybe we can uh, maybe we can go out and see if there's <laughs> someone who can care who cares about you know how much you if you've been posted on King of the Lifts or if you have a 600 pound squat, which you have both. So you got that going for you. But yeah. speaking of raw nationals. Your name comes up in gyms a lot, gyms that I've been to in a 74 kg weight class. And one thing that's been bought up a lot is the way you train. And now we only get to see what's posted on Instagram, which is kind of your it, – it's Instagram's a highlight reel pretty much. Yeah. It seems like you're just taking heavy singles. So take me through your prep. Like how's, how is it structured into this meet? It's kind of weird. So, I'm before. Uh, let me think. I want to word all this. Um, so up up until the time I was twenty, 
whenever I was 20, I got a coach for the first time. And um, it wasn't, it was remote and I like hated it and it was just terrible. Like I've, I've never been one. I With coaching, I need hands on. I need you there with me. Mm-hmm. So the remote coaching didn't work out. And then I went to these dudes out of Houston called Project Strength. Um, shout out to Vince, Kyle, and uh, Waleed for uh, keeping me, um, I guess, keeping me a hundred. Um, I'm ba- the sad reality is, man, like I'm basically like a monkey, and they just kind of like do everything for me. Uh, they just kind of put me here, go to the bar, you know, like. But but pro- programming wise. Um, I mean, obviously, when I'm like, maybe when I started the Raw Nationals prep, I was like doing, I guess, more volume. It's it, there's there's nothing like, you know, like out of the there's nothing there's no like rocket science. I'm personally, I I really don't know a lot about peaking and prep and tapers and anything like that i just kind of follow the program but i do know like i mean whenever i was like 15 weeks out i was doing more reps whenever the closer i got to the meet i started to do less reps i sound so dumb because like i'm really not knowledgeable on like powerless it's weird yeah i'm not i'm not like before i would get coached bro i was just straight up gym bro like Bro, let me go to the gym. Let me hit that heavy single. Like, let me, let me just, let me just heavy. Let me just max out every day. That's pretty much all I did before I, I got, I got coaching and stuff. But now I, I, I do. Uh, I mean, I, I use RPE. Um, it's. Uh, I feel like that's such a, not. Answer you were looking for. No, and uh, the answer I'm always looking for is seriously what you just gave me. What exactly you are doing? Because I think a lot of people assume certain things from powerlifters where they're going to give them a super scientific answer or a super constructed or methodical answer when the reality is some people have different skill sets. Some people need coaching. Some people don't need coaching. Some people can do it themselves. Some people can monitor themselves. Some people need a specific type of coaching. Like, I only need a guy to handle my programming. Nothing else. He doesn't need to look at my technique, doesn't need to look at my form, doesn't need to progress me at all. And that's that's specifically the answer I was looking for because a lot of people are surprised that I run an online program. I don't – like, people say you're not coached. Like, well, I'm not coached, but I don't do my own programming. I run a bullshit – online program that's available for everyone anyone could do what i'm doing just if you're willing to do it and it's a pain in the ass but it's it's still you still will see results from it so no definitely the answer i was looking for and speaking or going into raw nationals so you have your program you seem to be hitting heavy singles now that's been turning a lot of people's heads what is the goal? What is what is an ideal meet for the Lord Commander? Just squat some shit, bend some shit, and deadlift some shit that lets people know that I'm here. <laughs> so what 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 kind of shit? Like what? So what are we looking for? A squat. Oh, you, want, you want like numbers, damn. Yeah, um, like give me a range, because I know 
like saying a number is sometimes could backfire on people, but a range yeah. is always oh. what someone's looking for. Bro, all, all them other adventures too, they're so like freaking Ned's declassified school survival guy, like <laughs> like freaking it's like locked up in Fort Knox, like their numbers, <laughs> what they're gonna do or something. Like it is what it is, bro. Like like I I'm not really secretive about really anything. I I post like most lifters don't really post their top singles or anything. Mm-hmm. And I, I've never really mind posting my top stuff. But for raw nets, man, looking to squat anything from 600 to maybe six in the 620s would be would be cool. Um, bench anywhere from 308 to 325, and deadlift anywhere from. 678 to like maybe 690 was it 694 I think in kilos mm-hmm. so uh, that that's kind of the, the range about what I'm looking for um, I do know every time I say like numbers and stuff like it because when does like when do things like actually go accordingly to plan yeah like in anything um, but that that's that those are not, they're not specific numbers, but they're they're kind of a range, and I really don't know until like I'm like warming up either. So mm-hmm. it, yeah, yeah. I always said like you never really know what you're gonna hit until like your second attempt. Yeah, second attempt will tell you if you're gonna have a good day or not uh, on all three lifts. Yeah, especially on deadlift. Yeah. Yeah, I've said it so many, like, I think a lot of people leave weight on the platform during squat. People usually judge their bench pretty well. Like, they don't leave a lot of weight, but then at the same time, they don't overshoot. Deadlift, I see people overshoot all the time. And it's because, dude, who, like, go for it. Third attempt, yeah. fucking just go for it. Why not? That's Because then, then you start thinking about positioning and placing when you hit that deadlift. Yeah. And then speaking of that, is there any posi- – like, if you were going to place in Nationals, what is that – like, that satisfaction uh, ranking? I mean, it would it would be cool to make the podium because um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm competing in uh, juniors and the Open, but I'm actually considered a junior. Um, but, I mean, it would, it would be cool to make the podium. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. This is just like a like a non thing that I normally do because like I normally don't like say shit. I normally just whatever happens happens. You know, I'm kind of I kind of just go in just kind of what I have in mind. But I'm not like I need third place. Mm-hmm. I need fourth place. You know, I don't, I'm, I've never been like that. It's just kind of going with the flow yep. with it. But yeah, really excited to see you compete, and I actually will get to see you compete too. Um. Yeah, because you competed day before me, so I think I still gotta go to shitty ass work. But once I'm done with work, I'll uh, I'll be able to come probably see like the final part of the deadlift. So I'm really looking forward to seeing you compete. Um, and we ask this of all of our guests who come on the show: How did you get into powerlifting? We had to kind of like bring this towards the end when we usually ask at the front. But how did Gage get into fitness and powerlifting? Um, it's probably like most people. It was, it was through football. Okay. Um, 
so I played football in high school, so I always had like that little background with with the weights and stuff, just the basic. I, I like pretty much knew all the basic movements, but of course, like form was disgusting on everything, and it was there was no technique to any of it. Um, but I basically got into lifting uh, through through football, powerlifting wise. Um, I started powerlifting when I was 18, so 2016 I started powerlifting. Um, my coach that coached powerlifting, because I, I did it in high school, I didn't even know what it was my freshman and sophomore year, but my coach asked me to do it uh, my junior year, and I was like, sure, and I was like, so like, what What are the, what do you do? Like, he was like, uh, you, you first you squat, you have three attempts and then you bench and then you have three attempts and then you have you deadlift and you have three attempts and I was like what's a deadlift <laughs> that I I had never deadlifted before that, that at all that prior like like ever and uh so I do the meet and uh I squatted like I'm in the I, well, I, I was in the 160 I've been in the same weight class since I started powerlifting I was in the 165s and I squatted like 425 bench like 250 and I deadlifted 450 and I, I that was the first time I ever deadlifted in my entire life I just bent down and pulled it I was like in some like freaking like like not what you want to be in lifting like some like squishy sole adidas ultra boost shoes or something uh but pretty much that's how I got into like powerlifting and then uh ever since then you kind of like it's kind of like a drug you kind of like get uh, addicted to the numbers and stuff you mm-hmm. just want more and more and more and uh but yeah the the football background is a big one and i've seen a lot more especially from people from the south getting into lifting when they're in high school and like getting into competing when they're in high school i see a lot more lifters now and i see really successful lifters start in high school actually competing because I lifted weights in high school, but it wasn't competitive. It was just so I didn't get my ass kicked during football games. And it kind of worked. It kind of helped. I was still pretty undersized. But you're seeing a lot more people compete at that young age. Yeah. Do you think this helped you throughout your uh, powerlifting career, going at such, like, a young age, getting that foundation built? It gives you such a crazy advantage, like, uh, because, like, it's so much harder to like start to say you were like like I'll use my I have an older brother, um, he was like a band nerd in high school, he didn't lift weights or anything, and he's he just got into powerlifting like maybe a year or two ago, and I have that advantage on him just because I was like I was I knew what weights were and he had like no idea, so you, you have you have an advantage over people if you get introduced to introduced to it like at a, at a younger age but but yeah for, for sure if, if you I think I think the perfect age to start is around like 18 mm-hmm. 18 17 um but but yeah it uh there, there, there's a bunch of reasons why honestly why I started lifting there's there's the girls without like who what, what guy doesn't live to like you know like look good for girls that that, that was a big reason yeah, I, I think if i could aside from the females we had on the show i think that is probably the number one answer i yeah. think 
some of the lipsters we had on the show is mostly out of reason is a vanity and it's to impress the other sex. Yeah. Not necessarily for girls though. They don't have to do much to impress guys. <laughs> they just yeah. kind of have to exist. Yeah. So. And um, then and then most of the guy and then most of the people said the same thing. It's like yeah, it really didn't help that much. Like, yeah, yeah it, I know. It's the hair. It's yeah. the hair. How that's what's it helps. Yeah. And uh, look at me now, like still single as shit. Like it, <laughs> it did. Oh, so. You know what you got to do, though? Here's, here's, here's a pro tip. And, uh, as again, pro tip coming from a non-professional. Because I you know, was single as shit throughout most of my life. But whenever you do something different with your hair, people like it. Everyone likes it. Like, if you grow your hair out, people are going to like it. And you're going to be cool for, like, two months. But then people are going to get used to it. So you got to change up the hairstyle again. You gotta like constantly change with your look so people are like still interested. Like a beard, that that yeah. helps. Like, but then when you shave, they're like, "Oh, you look so good shaved!" Like, motherfucker, you weren't saying that when I before I had a beard. Yeah. You just gotta yeah. even yeah even if it's a shitty beard, just grow one. Yeah, girls, girls are, girls are, there's something, man. <laughs> yeah. Are, I don't, I don't know, but the thing is, is like I do like. I mean, I wouldn't mind a girl. The thing, I'm, I'm like, I don't want to sound like I'm like desperate, you know, because I'm not. I'm, I'm just, I'm just chilling. If, if you like, if you hop up in my life and like all the nice, all the variables click, like yeah, like okay, I have a girlfriend, but I'm not, I'm not trying to get on here and being like, date me, you know, like I need girlfriend now, you know, like I'm just, I'm just chilling, like. I don't want to sound desperate, is what I'm getting at. No, I feel you. I I, I feel uh, you. I'm just I'm just giving I'm just giving people advice. Yeah. If you, I mean, hair is good. Everyone loves hair, but if you change up your hairstyle, it helps that much more. It's stupid. Yeah. It's weird, but it, it it helps. And we all we offer all kinds of advice on the show. Lifting advice, yeah. which again, you're talking to a guy who been lifting powerlifting for three years doesn't know much about it but yet i have a podcast and i had had like one girlfriend throughout my entire life and i'm giving dating advice i'm just underqualified in every way on the show right now you just like describe like kind of like that was so, so similar to like me just minus the girlfriend it's kind of weird <laughs> yeah pretty much and that's and that's what um i think people do gravitate towards that they gravitate towards people who are just trying to figure out themselves but that helps a lot of people. That's actually like refreshing in a lot of ways. Is someone who doesn't know much about a field, but they're going and taking a chance at it, and it shows that you can actually make improvements and progress in something, even if you're not an expert at it. Which I'm nowhere close to being an expert in pretty much anything that I do, even my profession. Yeah, you're always you're always learning, mm -hmm. always learning new things, but. And the day is, is is just powerlifting. I guess I'm, yes. I'm like I don't know if you picked it up, but like I'm ter I'm not a very good like talker. I'm not <laughs> like I'm not like good at explaining things. But I'm like, uh, this is this is kind of out of my out of my realm. Yeah. Now, and I still appreciate you coming on. Also, I want to ask this because um, after Raw Nationals, it, it's a it's a decision that a lot of us make. What are your plans after that meet, as far as being just a competitor? 
different federation, different meets, any other meets you have in mind? Uh, I don't know. I'm still sticking with the U. So the reason why I started out a USPA boy, mm-hmm. but I found out that there's not a lot of like I have nothing against the USPA. Like at the end of the day, like like regardless of the federation, we're all like we're all lifting weight. Like I found I found that there's like a bunch of elitists in the USAPL whenever I first joined, like just dogging on how like. Like, I used to deadlift with a deadlift bar, and they were like, freaking, you can't deadlift, that, that bar's cheating, get out of here with your 24-hour weigh-in, and I was just like, bro, like, like you're moving away just like me, like, what's the big deal, like, but I started out a USPA boy, and I, I went to the USAPL because there's more competition, there's more people my age, and um, so yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with the USAPL. For that reason, there's more competition and there, there's there's more people and it uh it's just I don't know it's more like uh it's more you get more exposure in USAPL too they're they're really good handling like uh, unless just people like hate on them about all the stuff that they do they're really good at like uh, like their raw national meme is mm-hmm. freaking ginormous um so. But yeah, and next to me, I don't know, probably like a local me somewhere. So, but either either that or I don't know. Yeah, we'll I I've heard that a lot because I I came from APF and then I transitioned to USAPL. What I will say, just by being around people, that there's fucking elitists in every goddamn federation. And I say USPA could actually sometimes be more guilty of being elitist. Because they'll talk about how much their federation is awesome, how much more fun their federation is, when in reality they're they're all pretty much the same until you get to those higher up meets. Then you're gonna have to start dealing with different, you know, set of judges, set of precautions, and all that different shit. But I don't know. Like every federation has got like some insane weird elitist about them. Like in APF, for example, where I competed, they're elitist and how they're lax about everything. They love the fact that they're, they're like chill and cool with everything. And it's, it's cool. I really like the Federation, but you know, sometimes I just don't want to hear how fucking lame USAPL is. Yeah. I mean, I ain't got nothing against any of them, honestly. Mm-hmm. I'm just I, in the, I'm just in this hole because there's more competition and more people my age. Yeah. It, like you said, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't like, like, I don't like going to a meet and just blowing. Like, with the USPA, I'd go to, like, I'm not conceited at all about this, but I, w- I would go, I would show up to the meet and just blow everybody out of the water, you know? I want to, like, be with people that are stronger than me, mm-hmm. you know? Like, so. Yeah, that, and that. yeah, and that's going to happen on, like, because in the state, even in the state level, too. If I stayed in APF, even if APF Nationals and WPC Worlds. The competition isn't that good, but if I go to USAPL, just a local meet, there I know there's two or three guys who are going to really give me a run for my money, even at a local meet. Because, yeah. you know, not a lot of people are competing drug-tested APF and drug-tested USPA. And even at, I mean, local USPA meets in Illinois have some really good competition there, but, you know, if you start doing the drug-tested ones, you're fucking, you're, you're going to be, go- like, five people overall you're competing with. 
Yeah. It, uh, I think the, I was like, uh, the last, the, the last USPA meet I did, um, I shared the platform with, uh, CC Holcomb. Holy shit. We're on the same platform. And I was like, damn, bro, like, this is like the dark side of the forest. Like, I need, I need to head over to the light side. <laughs> it's just like, man, she, dude, if, if, seeing her is like an amazing lifter, bro. Like, she's like, I freak out. I was just like, Jesus Christ, like, this, she's like world class. Like, she like broke the damn, like, uh, the Wilkes. Her, between her and, uh, her, Steffi, and uh, Mariana, they, like, stay freaking breaking that damn Wilkes. Yeah. Whole Wilkes score. But, yeah, th- that was, like, the 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 thing that, like, made me, like, want to switch, I guess. Not not saying, like, like, it's a bad thing. I was just, like, damn, this isn't really, like, my, my scene, my personal scene, you mm-hmm. know? But. Yeah, and that's just probably why I went to USAPL aside from USPA. It's that competition and the same thing with like the level of competition it's still being relatively fair and not too much you know it's even with our weight class that we compete in you're probably gonna get maybe a little better competition with 83 kg as far as like one through 15 as you're gonna get uspa because there's some really fucking beast guys at top five but then once you get past that top five you're not looking at terrific competition yeah but the uspa is just like john hat and that's like it now yeah it's there's like... and, and especially with raw lifting i think uspa is that good raw with raps federation usapl can still kind of carry that banner as the best raw federation yeah it uh i watched that dude total like the freaking year i was born and yeah. freaking one, 181 i was like jesus christ it's like like, that was that was probably the the most like powerlifting, like most like dope thing I've ever seen, powerlifting wise. Watching John Hack total the year I was born. Yeah, that's yeah that at, uh, at, at one eighty one. Yeah, that I, that put him in the, like a status of goat, um, kind of in the yeah. like Mount Rushmore of best powerlifting athletes or powerlifters of all time. And uh, speaking of which, are there any lifters that? you really want to see compete or that you just admire from afar yeah give, give us like your mount rushmore of like powerlifters oh damn what the freak it's probably gonna be like weird no um, none of them are weird man trust me yeah because we had a whole episode on this mine mine encompass uh hack eddie cohen uh Steffi cohen and um uh mark henry yeah, Mark Henry. Mark Henry freaking went to high school like twenty minutes from where I live. <laughs> Mark freaking. Henry, I, I've said it so many fucking times on this show. Mark Henry is the greatest strength strength athlete of all time. Mark, Not Mark even close. Henry, yes. Mark Henry freaking. We played his high school like in football. It's it's crazy. <laughs> that dude's got. But my my like top people, uh, man, I've always like fan growed about uh I, I got to watch him compete too uh at the at the tribute kevin oak yeah jesus christ like the dude like his just his squat like just high bar freaking like 850 like it's insane i've always like fan growed about that dude um 
So Kevin Oak, um, man, this is kind of hard. It 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 is uh, it is a question that a lot of people come on the show have to really think about. Okay, so I mean Kevin Oak, John Hack, you know John John Hack after he totaled two thousand, he wore a shirt that said "Goat" on it. <laughs> Fun fact: I was like, "Damn, that's like when you like just know like, holy shit!" Like he he seems I've never met him, but he seems to be a likable dude. Yeah, he, uh, I'm, I've never met him either, but I, I can agree with that. He, uh, he doesn't really walk around like, like he's kind of like God's gift. Or he looks like a normal guy. It's weird. Yeah, and I think, I think a lot, I think a lot, if a, a lot of powerlifters have this complex that they're more important than they are, they've really got to get a reality check. And I think he's one of those dudes that, yeah, he seems to be just pretty chill with everything, and also possibly the strongest. One of the strongest powerlifters of all time, as far as performance yeah. go. I mean, he's been being put up in that goat status, and I've I've talked about him on the show a lot too. That yeah, and I, like a like a dry sense of humor too. Like when he posts a lifting video, he makes me laugh still, even though it's just him squatting. Like he would throw in a funny ass caption. I just like I just I never met him. Don't know how he is in person, but I just. So far, like what I see as far as a competitor goes, and as, and as, and it's like a social media presence. Because, like we talked about, people's social media presence can just fucking ruin their entire reputation. Yeah. Um, and so Kevin O, John Hack, John Hack, mainly. I don't know if anybody's ever said this, but the dude is like a, he's like a, he's like a rare Pokemon because <laughs> he's so well rounded on lifts like, mm-hmm. you, do, you do not see that yeah. there's all there's there's like lifters that good at two suck at one suck at one good at two good at two so, like it's it's very rare to see somebody that's just like got all three that's why he's like that's why i think he's just like go but so kevin oak john hack i mean ed, ed cohen of course just because he legit went through each weight class and, like, destroyed all the records. I think he started out at, like, what? He started out at, like, 198 and went to, like, 242 and just just broke all the records. Yeah, I think at a point he was 181. I think as far as accomplished and longevity, he probably is number one. Yeah. But there's, there's not, you know you're a badass when you, like, can go through each weight class and dominate. That's, like, just... You know what's awesome about him? That I could say Eddie, and everyone knows who I'm talking about. In powerlifting, that is. Yeah. Like, if I said Eddie, if I just mentioned Eddie, or Ste- I think Steffi's on the same way. He's like, if you say Steffi, you know exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, that's that's kind of goals for me. If you say, if like you just say like half of my name, and people know exactly where you're talking about, like, yep, I made it. I made it in the sport. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about a, how about a female um, lifter? That's what that's what I'm thinking too. Like, I, damn, bro. Why can't I think of any female lifters? I mean, I can think of female lifters, but well, like, when you're you, like, there's because, and this is what I do think about like female lifting right now. There's the volume of like really really good ones is high right now. Yeah. And people, I mean, fucking last year around, you know, spring, 
Stacey Burr was the best female lifter of all time. She had the highest Wilkes. She was she had an unprecedented meet at the Arnold, but then immediately after, you know, um, Steffi and Mariana had crazy meets, and now Cece is starting to make her rise to the top. And then you talk about the USAPL lifters with Mello, Lawrence, Connor, like they're all fucking beasts right now. And I think like Eddie has got like that longevity and how he's been in the sport for such a long time that he's kind of got that legacy. Those, the female lifters that we're watching now are creating that same legacy that, you know, Eddie has already created that the little bridge has already created that all these beasts created a long time ago. Yeah. So kind of finding um, like finding one. Cause when I did this, when I said Steffi, a lot of people disagreed with me and like mentioned other people and it's like Mariana beats Steffi. And I was like, yeah, I'm talking about like different things. I know that, you know, Mariana beats Steffi in competitions and she's ranked above her. It's just, but like, that's not my definition. I think that Steffi is doing much more for the sport. Yeah, she's very, uh, like, and for like her the information she puts out, it's like, just like, damn. Like, and, and he is using social media well. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of lifters now. Not you. I mean, they're technically using social media well, but it's like here's a high definition picture of me on a beach, and that's it. That's the whole fucking picture. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, that's not that's not interesting to me. And here's here's me sipping wine. Like, what the fuck are we? What are we? What are we talking about here? Steffi has like a good balance of it. Like, people want to be her. People want to be this great power lifter, but also she's helping tons of people with the free content she's releasing. Yeah, she's she's definitely doing good for the sport. Yeah. It's uh so I, I might as well just, just throw her in there, but her her just like for all pretty much all the reasons you just said, but I guess people disagree with it. I don't I don't know why you would cuz it was it was more of like a friendly like disagreement, but I like I noticed that I wasn't getting a lot of pushback with putting Eddie up there, Hack up there, and Mark Henry up there, and I feel like the reason why is because they're so established. Like yes. Hack right now with one eighty one, is there anyone relatively close to two thousand total raw? No. No, I mean Russell Ruhi's probably second with like an eighteen hundred pound total. Yeah. Like he if he if he does good at raw nats, he's gonna be within a hundred pounds of Hack. That's that's fucking crazy. That's still uh-huh. that's still a long way to go. Yeah. Um, and I think with and again, Cohen, Henry, they fucking they they've already established what they've done long ago. Like with the female lifters we're seeing now, they're still kind of, and they're all like super like fiercely competitive with each other too. It's it's neck and neck with all of them. Um. So my go. Kevin Oak, John Hack, Steffi, um, Johnny, just because of the, he's kind of like Yoda. Yeah. He made, he made, he was like, he was doing powerlifting when it wasn't even like popular. That's, mm-hmm. He's like, he's like an OG with it. So. Yeah, I missed all that shit. I missed like the first wave of powerlifting. Yeah, he was, he was definitely, USAPL, he was definitely the like, one of the first like that made it popular he like and he put out good information on youtube too mm-hmm. like uh, his, some of the content he puts out is really informational and good and it's funny too mm-hmm. and he's, he's, an, he's an interesting guy but yeah yeah 
Yeah, how about uh, how about uh, the mo- the uh, USAPL Raw Nationals? Who were what lifters are you looking forward to watch compete the most? Um, there, I mean, I have, I have a couple of homies that are competing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, my friend uh, Andreas, he's competing. Um, looking forward to him. Hopefully, he takes. Uh, I think he's competing in the '66 uh, Juniors. Looking forward to what he does. Um, my friend, another friend, her name is Martha. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking forward to what she does too. Um, who else? I mean, of course, I freaking just like give a vague or basic answer, like Ray Williams, just because yeah. Ray Williams and you want to see him squat a grand. Um, Dennis Cornelius. Okay. I think that's his last name. Him, oh my! No, he, dude, that dude's got to go on my my. He's probably my fifth, just because he's like a a corn fed country dude from Oklahoma, just like lifting in his garage, just like cock strong. It's just <laughs> I've always like admired that. Um, looking forward to that dude lifting too. Um, yeah, there's like, some really good. I mean, as far as just. I'm I'm most looking forward to seeing those like primetime battles and seeing because yeah. I think Mello and Lawrence. I've, oh yeah, them too. too. I've been well because I think that's like the legit. We're talking about you know we're talking about really close competitions, seventy four kg. Even though I don't think it's that close. It's it's Taylor's in a realm of his own. Yeah, that and was, now he's what seventy pounds above Austin and Michael. Yeah. So, I mean, anything could happen on those days. You know, someone could bomb out, someone could get hurt, or someone could just not have the meat that they are expecting and go three for nine or four for nine. It does happen. But I think the only legitimate head-to-head contest that you're going to get, and I am I apologize if I don't know, like, any other weight class below 74 kg, but I don't. But Mello and Lawrence, that one is going to be head-to-head, like, legit head-to-head. They're probably going to be battling for definitely their own weight class, but also overall lifting as well. They have like the, they have like the same coach too. I wonder how that goes down. Especially that's like I don't know either. I honestly don't. That always confused me, especially when you see like competitors coaching other competitors. Like I, uh, it's kind of weird to say. I seen uh, Russ when Russ and Sean battled last year. Russ won, and I watched Russ's YouTube video, and like they were getting coached by the same dude, and like it you just felt like, or at least I got the same, I got the vibe, like it was just like after they won, they were just kind of like, like it was just all. I feel like if you're getting, if you're coaching like two top dogs and they're battling it out, it's just like awkward. Like they after the after Russ pulled his last deadlift to win. It just cut to like them all hugging each other. I just it just, it just gave me weird vibes. Like yeah, it, I I've talked about actually I think I've talked about this with Noriega before, like on the show because you 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 see this in sports a lot too, right? When say like a quarterback gets hurt and the backup comes in and wins the Super Bowl for his team, and the right. and the quarterback's got to act like. Oh, I'm happy, but you know, deep down inside, he probably didn't want that to happen. He probably wanted his team to lose, and but they always have to get the canned responses. Powerlifting is a little bit different, where you know you're you could be. It's not exactly a team sport; it's individualized. So the fact that you're celebrating a team could be odd. But 
I do think that. I think that we're all competitors and we do care who wins. And the fact that someone else wins that could be on our team, I agree. Is If I was in a situation where a teammate beat me, I think I would still congratulate the person and be happy and show respect. But at the same time, I'll be pissed off. Yeah, I mean, because you want you want to be a man, you know. He beats you. Yeah, you know, be a man about it. But and, yeah, and I've said this. I said this before too. Where say like, um, so say if I'm ever in a situation where I could win IPF World Championships, and Russ Orhe is going, and I need him to go like three for nine, or bomb out. Like, people have this thing in powerlifting and this community was like, oh, it's like all these competitors are trying to cheer on their competition. It's like, no, I kind of want them to miss lists because we're competing. Like, if you're in the NBA, it's like, man, I really hope LeBron shoots an 80% tonight and drops 42 on us. Like, no, you don't. You don't fucking want that. You want them to have a bad game to have a chance of winning. Like, sometimes that's the only chance that we have to compete or to win is if another guy does poorly. Yeah, it's I can't even imagine what that is like. Yeah, being coached by the same person and you're one and two going at it like neck and neck. Mm-hmm. Probably just weird and awkward. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it'll be necessarily awkward though. I think it'll just be. I I, I would I would naturally assume because this is the type of person I am. I think my competitive competitive edge would kind of take over. Yeah. And I'm just going to be like, dude, I'm just going to do my own shit or I'm not going to even like fucking talk to the other person just because I want to focus on. Now, if again, if a person ends up beating me, you're going to get your handshake and I'm probably going to congratulate you and smile. But I'm not going to be upset if you don't hit. I'm, I'm going to be pretty happy if you don't hit your third deadlift. Yeah. Like I'm not screaming up in the backstage if you're about to beat me. Yeah. No. But... I'm not screaming down, but I'm not I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I'm sitting there with my arms crossed like. All right, if it comes up, you win. If it goes down, I win. That's how yeah. sports go. It's and it's crazy because not a lot of people are like that. I think they are. Here's the thing. I think they are. <laughs> I think they are. They have that like that, that thought in their head, and they just don't want to admit it. Really? Yeah, I, I think I, that – I think whenever you see someone – my whole my Wilkes record is beaten tonight by Steffi or Mariana. I'm like, I don't think you really think wish that. I think you're trying to, you know, put it out there that you do wish that. But in reality, you don't want them to break your record because you worked hard to get your record. And we compete in the sport for a reason. We're competitive. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think some, some, a lot of it's for show. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of the, you know, you're screaming up to your competition who's about to beat you is for show. I think you really uh, don't... You don't wish that you're gonna lose. Yeah, for sure. It's a uh, it's something, but we're, we're gonna. I mean, you're gonna freaking hold it down in normal time, not prime time. Well, yeah, man. You know that's why I did it just to uh, just to hold down the regular time because everyone's focused on prime time. So might as well my, might as well make a show in the regular time, right? My grandma doesn't stay up that late either. I gotta see the live stream, so. Everything happens for a reason, bro. So. Yeah. I was thinking about emailing USAPL and saying, like, hey, guys, I got work, and I only work, like, 30 minutes away from the meet. So the only time I could compete is prime time. So if you just want to put one more slot in, I'll be happy to take it. 
Cause you, <laughs> so I could just go, I could go to work that day and just go to prime time right after. You uh, you barely missed it, huh? Yeah, you know what? Um, Candido. So the very last day, I think I met uh, Candido and Vernon Williams signed up at the last like. Vernon signed up too. Yeah. Damn. So, but the fun. So Candido beat me on my qualifying total by you know like I think by ten kilos, which. I didn't think I was going to get in. It was a 720 kilo, but I got close, and I wasn't realized how close I was. Um, but, you know, he, he totaled something pretty decent. My best meet probably beats that, but, like, he deserves it. But if Vernon would have qualified, I would have been so pissed because he hit 722. And if I would have – if all I needed was two kilos to beat him, I would have been furious. Really? Oh, yeah, because I, I sandbagged that meet I was at. Yeah, I just wanted to qualify. I didn't. I wasn't even thinking about prime time, and really, I wasn't because I just think I didn't have a chance initially to get into prime time. So I was like, "Yeah, let me just put in a few good total. Let me put in a decent total, and you know, have me easily qualify." But then when somebody told me I was like close to being in prime time, I started looking. Then I saw Candido sign up at the last second. I was like, "Okay, he deserves it more than me." But then when but if Candido didn't sign up and Vernon ended up beating me, then I would have been pissed off because all I yeah. had to do was like put on, you know, one more or two more kilos to my squat and would have easily had it. Yeah, I, I didn't even know Vernon was doing it. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Wow. Well, if that's the case, then I missed it by one spot. And if I would have put in my best total, then I would have, you know, I would have still surpassed Candido. Damn. But I am, but I, I am happy to see him in prime time and to be competing. It's. It is just cool to see. Yeah, at the end of the day, bro, like, you might make it up there. You never know. You never, like, it's a yeah. power thing. Besides, like, dudes that just execute perfectly, like, every day, with every meet, you never have a bad meet. But, like, in reality, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. No I, no, I agree. I think with, even last year, with my total that I had at AWPC Worlds, I would have, like, dropped fifth in Raw Nationals. And that's because a lot of people didn't have as good as meets as they thought they were going to have. Um, yeah. But I and, – and it's not even so much like for primetime for me, I didn't care about it initially until Jamar Royster came on the show and told me about primetime. And I was he, – he kind of told me how cool it was to just warm up by yourself and have, you know, the entire warm-up room to yourself and to be just like super organized with everything and just seeing how intense it was, then I wanted to compete prime time. But before that, I'm like, the, the strategy doesn't change. I'm going to try to hit my progress one at maxes. And if I do, then I'm happy. And if I don't, I'm not happy. And I know that, you know, the jostling for position isn't really there. Yeah. Because uh, I'm not going to jostle for position if I don't have a really good meet. Yeah. And plus, uh, I think there's only, what, like, seven, eight people in, in the flight, in each flight. So yeah, I, I feel like uh, that it'd go by a lot faster, so you wouldn't have as much time to kind of rest versus in, in normal time. I, actually, I just, I'm just making a guess. I, I, don't, I don't know, but I do I, know, like, in each flight, there's only, like, they only took, what, top eight? I think it's ten. ten. I think for at least 83, it was ten. Yeah, so they took top ten. So that's ten people each flight. So that's like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, so I, I, I did a meet with ten people and it sucked. It was well, just like yeah, like they they told me last year three hours. 
her down. I mean, for me, that's actually pretty long because I yeah. I have like my workout days that are super high volume in like three or four hours, and one rep maxing is easier. But it is a different set of problems you have to deal with competing in prime time. Yeah, it. I, I wouldn't even. You probably you probably ain't even sweating it, but I I wouldn't sweat it. No. Who cares? No, I only started caring until people told me that I was actually close because I wasn't giving it any thought until like the last day. And my friend messaged yeah. me, he's like, "Dude, I think you might actually get it." And I checked, I was yeah. like ninth. I was like, "Holy shit!" And like I actually can, and it would have worked out good because legit, I could have worked like a half day and got paid for the full day, so that would have been fucking awesome. Yeah. And then go to prime time just right after work because I don't I don't do the whole weight cutting shit. I'm. I'm good throughout the I could eat, I could do my lunch, I could just go about my day and uh, compete. But Where, what, do you, what do you normally weigh in at, like at meets? The heaviest I've ever weighed in was 177. Jesus Christ. So what do you what do you weigh, right? Like, what are you going to weigh in, do you think, at all nats? Or what at, you... at, at the top, probably 180, but if I'm 177, that wouldn't surprise me. I, yeah, I stopped drinking the week of a meet. So that makes me lose like two pounds. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's my that's my fucking that's that's my little dedication thing that I do that my girlfriend makes fun of me for. Damn. I'm like, okay, I can't drink this week. It's like, you really think that's gonna help you? Like, not drinking for you drink for twelve weeks. Yeah. You know, three or four times a week, but then week the week of the meet, you're gonna stop drinking. You think it's gonna help? I'm like, probably not. I don't know why I do it. If it if it works, it works. I, I don't. I don't even it's... think it works. <laughs> I don't even think it, it actually does work. Um, I'm just that's something I do, and I just end up. I and you always just end up losing. Like if you cut something out of your diet, especially beer. I drink beer and wine, and that's kind of like super calorie dense. So, yeah. like that will make me lose two pounds, and then I try to eat like healthier, and that kind of. Makes me, you know, if I clean up my diet and stop drinking, I lose like two pounds in a week. Yeah, um, I, I really don't know because I, I used to see you like on deadlift day all the time, and I, I it used to bother me because uh, people would make fun of you about your your uh, squat shoes deadlifting in them, and it, it would it would like legit like bother me because like everybody's different, bro, like. You find what works for you and you roll with it. You know, yeah. you know if you like if you like deadlifting in your squat shoes, deadlift in your squat shoes. Like if you like doing, I don't know. If, if you like watching freaking hentai, watch it. Like <laughs> just do do whatever makes you happy, bro. Like yeah, I, who cares? But I remember, I remember a while back seeing that and I was just like, damn, like they're out here really grinding this dude because it's different. Well, I you know what the squat shoes thing was? I think I haven't gotten actually a lot of hate for that. Like, because people just say it like, this This guy's deadlifting in squat shoes, and it's kind of just more of curiosity. I think I gotten more weird hate and people making fun of me for my shins bleeding. Oh, yeah, that's, like, a big thing with you, right? And I don't know, and I never under, I was like, yeah, they, I'm like, I fucking, like, I, it's like, you don't, one, go to my gym, and two, you don't fucking, like, I clean the bar, obviously. I don't leave it yeah. bloody and shit. Like, I, I clean it. It's good. Like, I, I'm, I'm curious. And I'm, yeah. sensi- I'm, I'm sensible, too. I Like, there's wipes at the gym. I'll clean off the bar after I'm done using it. But yeah. 
Yeah, the uh, the squash music. People say that I got hate from that. I have not gotten any hate from it. It's mostly curiosity. People, no one has. I mean, I got made fun of for a lot of other things that were my squat shoes, like my hair. When I had when I pulled seven thirty for the first time, I like that was probably my most viewed video on my page. I think if you look on other lifting pages, it got like over a hundred thousand views. All the comments were making fun of my man bun. They were just like, man, this lift would be so much more impressive if he didn't have that fucking thing on his head. Like, god damn it, dude. Like I, I can't like I can't win in this goddamn internet powerlifting Bro, world. Yeah. It, it's it's people are dicks. <laughs> yeah. It's like it, it's gotten to the point where like I kinda you like when you people hate on you for everything and every little thing, it's just like, damn, like what what can I even do? What what can I do? It's like it got to the point where like, I kinda have to watch what I post. Like it's just kind of like you gotta like because there's those perverts and freaking weirdos, those weirdos, keyboard warriors, or like the freaking no, the private, uh, the freaking private profiles with like no profile picture, freaking just always commenting. I remember whenever I was 18, the I think I call it the like the post that like kind of like sparked everything for me is whenever I was 18 and I pulled 675. And Deadlift Tom Dead reposted it, and it got a hundred over one hundred and fifty thousand views. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I was like, whoa, like this is crazy. And then I go into the comments, man, and people are like saying, like, man, I wish the weight would fall on his toes, <laughs> like, I, like, just like stuff that like really like, like me being eighteen at the time is, I'm just like, like, damn, like this isn't what I expected. And it's just like, why are people so like? why are they so mean, you know, like, it costs, like, zero dollars just to be nice, you know? Yeah, I, well, here's, here's something I've been seeing recently, too, and, I don't know, I, I think because I'm older, it's easier for me to just view things and just kind of laugh it off, because when you see who's posting, and who's making negative comments, and who's in your DMs a lot trying to start those conflicts, it's these fucking, like, 17 year old kids who I know for a fact are really just trying to get a rise out of people. They are just, they're bored. They're literally, they're, they're bored because they're 17. There's fucking nothing going on in your life when you're 17. That's that interesting. Yeah. Even when you're in college, nothing's really that interesting. Your life's not that fulfilling. So yeah, you're going to leave a shitty comment or you're going to try to start a beef between two lifters because that's your entertainment for the day. That you have nothing else to look forward to, so making a comment on King of the Lifts about either your lifts or another lifter's lifts or tagging other lifters, seeing if you can cause a beef, that's their fucking form of entertainment. That's it. And they think they're in. They think they're in the sport when they do that. And in reality, a lot of these motherfuckers are outsiders. Yeah. They're outsiders looking in, and they want to be in the sport so bad that... They just either can't compete, or they're too afraid to compete, or they're not good enough to really be in that circle that they want to be in. So they have yeah. to make a really shitty comment about fucking, you know, Amanda Lawrence's squat, or uh, Yang Su's deadlift. They just have to do that kind of stuff. Or go on, um, you know, go on Pug's page, and then comment you, or vice versa, and see if they could cause friction. That's what yeah. they do 
that's 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 one thing with with all that drama. I don't I don't feed any of it, man. There's there's no point. It's like it's whatever. Yeah, and and when me when I do those like ask me anything kind of stuff in my story, I got that too. Was what's your opinion on Pug First Gage? And then I go on that person's page. It's a fucking seventeen year old kid, or it's a nineteen year old kid who doesn't even compete, or they're thinking about competing, or they're just again an outsider, just wanting yeah. me to talk about that, and wanting yeah. to see if I'll talk shit about one of you two. Yeah. I'm in the wrong sport. I need to like be into like checkers or flying kites or something, bro. <laughs> something with like less drama. Because I've I've never been wired to like talk, even really talk at all. Like just, I've always been the quiet kid that like would sit in the back of like class, freaking carving into desk. Not not carving into desk, but like that kid that just doesn't talk and. It's just, I've never been wired to, like, talk shit. And it's just, like, I made a mistake. Look what happens when I talk shit. Freaking, I start a damn, I start whatever that was. It wasn't anything, but I started that. Yeah, uh, and and I think a lot of people, but, but the fact that I think people are chopping at the bit sometimes, like, man, I wish someone would talk shit about me. So yeah. I can actually start this whole thing, and so I can get more eyes on it. And I, I and I've heard this before that that's good for the sport, that's good for publicity. And again, it kind of is, but people forget about that shit really quick. Yeah. Like so once like, the competition's over, they're thinking about something else already. Like what I'm gonna eat. For, <laughs> fucking, I mean, any like, there's so many flavor of the months in the sport. That people gravitate towards one lifter for like one or two months because he's new, and then like ah eh, fuck it he's you know doing the same shit let's go to this other guy or oh there's like a there's a controversy let's all go to that and it's 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 expected but at times it can be a little irritating especially what we've seen recently with that you know interview on King of Lifts that it was a lazy effort. To create yeah. something, did but you, yet uh, we still talk about it. Yeah, did you did you watch the whole thing? Yeah, I, I listened to the whole thing um, in my car yeah. ride, and King of Lifts has got to work on their fucking audio. I cannot listen to that goddamn podcast if they do not work on their audio. Our audio is not that much better, but it's still listenable. I was in my car, like what the? F- it's like hurting my ears, like of like just I don't know what anyone's saying. They're all talking over each other. There's weird laughter going on. It sounds like there's a faucet running. Um, and it was it would have been a really good interview if they just let Taylor, Ricky, Michael, and Austin talk about competition. Talk about people that they were seeing compete, people in the weight class, and break it down. That would have been a really fucking good interview. But yeah. instead, they tried to make this fake-ass sports center uh, UFC countdown kind of thing. It just didn't work. It was that part of the you know podcast was lame, and I think that a lot of powerlifting pages and media outlets are guilty of that. They just put out this content that isn't good, and it doesn't get good until they start being themselves. Hearing Atwood, Ricky, and um, 
Michael and Austin talk about competition, that was really cool because they're fucking great lifters talking about other lifters' um, progress in the sport. That was good. If they would have just stuck to that, we wouldn't be talking about it. But at the same time, you know, I would be listening to King of List for what it is, not yeah. what it's trying to be. Yeah. But yeah, I listened to the entire thing. Damn. Yeah, I, I and it's the only one I listened to because I was curious of what was being said, and not a whole lot was being said that was interesting. Yeah, I was I only listened to what was sent to me by like thirty people <laughs> of the, the like forty second of them just talking about me, but that's the only thing I listened to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna let you go because we've been talking for an hour. Thank you for coming on Two White Lights. We would love to have you on again sometime, and I cannot wait to see you at Nationals, man. Yeah, I hope I, hope I was interesting, even though I'm, I'm not very interesting. I hope it was interesting. <laughs> it was incredibly interesting. I loved it. The listeners would love it. And, yeah, again, when you're in Illinois, do you drink? we got to get a drink. Um, I don't. I don't drink. All right. But- who knows? Who knows what will go down or what would happen? Maybe, maybe, maybe something will go down. Yeah, but maybe, we'll, maybe we'll the hotel uh, bar. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely. Uh, I'll definitely holler at you, man. Uh, it's a, it's good. I think this was good. I don't, I don't really know what in things or anything. God, I'm really bad at talking, bro. <laughs> no, you're not. The thing like that's what I have to tell a lot of people when they come on the show because they're like, man, I don't know, like, no, you just fucking talk. You know how you talk? That's what you're supposed to do when you're on a podcast. You don't have to be good at talking. It's a podcast. Like it's you were you were talking, and that's a good thing. When people don't talk, that's the fucking problem. Is when they stop talking to me. Yeah, they stop talking, then I'm like, I can't air this because you need to be saying things for me to air the show if you're not passionate about powerlifting yeah the show but yeah man yep all right well we're gonna wrap up two white lights again leave us a five star rating on itunes give us leave us a review like and subscribe like on spotify as well we're probably gonna drop another episode wednesday so be on the lookout for that and we'll see you guys next week deuces